You've been counted? No. Okay. My colleagues in the studio have also not been counted. Somebody else says, Clarence, are you also then saying that the census count could be 10% lower? Well, if the margin of error is 10% as to be so accepted norm in the world, um, margin of error is 10% when it comes to census, it does imply that I guess the numbers could be 10% lower as well. But I live in South Africa. I'm cynical when it comes to numbers and when they are generated by governments. So I'm going to say, yeah, it's probably 10% higher. But uh, time for us to go to Bob's Wire. Let's take a look at what's trending um, on social media. Barbara Friedman joins us regularly Mondays through to Thursdays. And that conversation is next. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. Okay, so what's trending on socials, Bob? By the way, nobody in the office where in my area of the office has counted. Anecdotally, yeah, everyone said that no one was counted. I'm just using that anecdotally. I don't know a single person, of my knowledge, that was counted in the census. And I guess I'm going to get the same response if I go to my social circles and I I do that little survey. It's probably going to come up like that. So who are they counting? I don't know. Then. Oh, look, I mean, when they ring my doorbell, I ne- you know, of the block, I never answer, so I probably wasn't going to ever. Okay, Shireen and Michelle and I have been counted. Oh, I'm so glad. That's okay. three people. Three people? Okay, and counting. Right. Play the clip so, of Jacob Zuma counting, Joe. There's a little mission no, for you. No, let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. I don't, I don't like that clip. Okay, um, Barbara, okay, what Okay, so I've decided to go with this angle, which I just find so interesting in the light of obviously the Middle East conflict absolutely dominating socials and the news and everybody's minds at the moment. You know, often what happens at these points in history, especially when there's a huge war or calamity, is that the social media landscape or the TV channel landscape, more historically, changes. Do you remember the Gulf War in the 90s when CNN, who had prior to that been nicknamed Chicken News Network because it was considered a nothing, it covered the Gulf War in so much detail 24-7 that it actually became a player on the sort of world stage of 24-hour news. And it seems people are saying that possibly this is the, is a moment for threads to become more of a focus and more relevant. And I just think it's an interesting idea because we know that X, formerly known as Twitter, is ugh, just on a daily basis is just becoming more difficult to navigate in any believable way. And um, an interesting article I read was, now is um, on a, a website called Platformer is how the attacks in Israel – um, are changing threads and it looks a little it goes into how you know for more than a decade whenever these kinds of things happened hundreds of millions of people flocked to Twitter and there would be first people at person accounts there'd be verified journalists sharing reports and context there'd be a broad range of commentary Fast forward to this day and age with X at the moment, we know that is not the case anymore. We know that the blue ticks are not necessarily believable verified accounts. We know that Elon Musk's approach to this is very, very different. And people are are reporting that over the weekend, um, a particular user... Uh, called David Gilbert, who who f- from he wrote in Wired, which does a lot of really good content about social media. He said they weren't being showed proper Israel Hamas videos; rather, they were being showed um, of ex-users were being presented with a video game footage, past office footage of a Hamas attack, and images of fireworks celebrations in Algeria presented as Israeli strikes on Hamas. Um, and he, he just goes on to say that a lot of this was all fake 
And that is what you're getting on X. I was like, oh, look, I mean, I'm reading these articles. And that's the bots that are driving. I suppose mm. so. And that Elon Musk is kind of, you know, disinformation is, is, rife. You, is mm. rife. So although he said when he took over that he was going to actually get rid of disinformation, I don't believe anything I see. And the truth of the matter is, is that this could be an opportunity and seems to be something that might help the meta platform. I mean, much as I'm cynical about everything, come to the fore and then... Parallel to that, there are reports now leaking that Instagram's threads is preparing a trending topic section, which will then obviously, because we often still look at X to look at what the trending hashtags are. It seems as though a user called William Max spotted on his thread um, a post which he thinks was accidentally like leaked from an inter it was an internal feed that accidentally mm. appeared on the public feed that shows a trending section on threads because they don't have one at the moment yeah and so it's got like a search uh, thing and it says there here are the top trending thread stories and so people are now saying they think that threads is going to introduce a trending section which might be something that people yeah. who want to see what's trending because there they can go and maybe get a little bit more verified accounts. I mean, a lot of journalists are leaving the X platform. They're so off you, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just a really interesting thing. I always like find it interesting in moments in history when the landscape, the media landscape starts to change. And so I think we should just keep our eyes on that. Um, I don't know if people out there listening to this are still very, like, confident about the X platform. I mean, I certainly am not. Hmm. And um, where do you go now? Uh, it's hard. I mean, we want verified news. We want to know that the reports we're reading, the images we're seeing are verified images and videos coming out of the, out of that conflict. I mean, I don't want to see like, which has always been an issue. I um, mean, you know, go and do a, um, a, a reverse search on an image if you're not sure. Mm. But you know, don't be sharing images and mm. videos that you don't know that they actually come out of the, the real, the real uh, situation. No, so sure. I just think it's so interesting to, to, to see sometimes in moments like this, a new player actually finds traction. It's space. Yeah. Mm. So it happens with time eventually, doesn't it? I mean, it? just you know, just uh, you know, I mean, just in a in a in a climate on an issue which we know very hard to find sane voices on this issue. No, for sure. I mean, people just do not. People on each side of this will just not hear each other. Propaganda is a big industry. Propaganda is the industry of war. I mean, war is war propaganda. It's the, the best friend. And you know, when all of this war happens and they monopolize media in oh. the manner that they do, I'm like, this is surely not about war. Somebody's up to mischief and they're Absolutely. keeping our attention focused yeah. elsewhere. And like wag the dog kind of vibes. Yeah. You know, just where is, is this about... You know, economy and money and we're, yeah, people controlling the narrative. We need to wake up, you know. Mm. Oh, it's so it's such a tricky space now. And I mean, compared to like years gone by, it's so hard now to actually navigate the media space. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about binary and we're going to talk about binary next month. But binary in all of its forms. Yeah. Binary in you either with us or you against exactly. us. Exactly. And this is such <laughs> Where's the third way? And you know, holding space. Yeah. I mean, this is a concept that I think is so foreign to a lot of people. Mm. You know, you to be able to hold space and, 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 and keep your humanity. Mm. And your sanity. And your sanity. In That's that nice. own your space, in that sanity. independence. Yeah. yeah it's difficult. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. This is quite a shocking uh, revelation and a shocking story that was shared by the Cape of the SBCA, Cape of Good Hope, yesterday. Um, they shared it with me, and it's on their, on their website. It's on their social platforms. 
They're claiming that they've uncovered serious animal welfare concerns at Eagle Encounters, which is an, an, an animal welfare sort of NGO that's based at Spear Wine Farm outside Stellenbosch. Now, we know Spear is a very well-known, very established uh, wine farm. with all Not its, good for the brand. Well, not good for the – exactly. So mm. the story is even more of a, a bit of a wake-up because this is not a good look for Spear. Mm. And um, I love that Sauvignon Blanc nudge nudge wink nudge wink. nudge. <laughs> so you know, on the uh, the Facebook post, interesting. So first of all, just to give you a synopsis of the story, inspectors um, went to Eagle Encounters and they found um, birds and animals. Uh, three snakes, an Egyptian goose, and a number of birds of prey in the most appalling condition with broken scapula, um, maggots on them. They were kept in the dark in a sort of a barn situation without water and without light. And the inspectors have confiscated some of these critters and they are now in the care of the SPCA. And they say that they have previously warned Eagle Encounters about their hygiene standards, housing conditions, and tethering of birds, because a lot of the birds were tethered, um, or some of the birds. And they're saying the facility will now face further criminal charges in terms of the Animal Protection Act 71 of 1962. Additionally, a complaint will also be lodged with Cape Nature, etc. And there's a whole lot of detail. We're putting this all up on the Cape Talk website. But I want to add that the Eagle Encounters have come back hard saying this has been completely misinterpreted and misunderstood. They're giving a whole explanation about how the floods caused them to have to move the animals, the birds, into a contained space and that uh, tethering is an acceptable practice with birds of prey. I am no expert, so I'm not going to comment. I would love it if you would get the two parties on, maybe, if we could follow up on this and actually find out what is really going on here. Um, because they're coming back hard. Eagle Encounters have actually posted on their Facebook page an entire explanation of what they're saying is going on there. But the SBC are saying absolutely not. They've also got pictures of the flooding, which are very real from back when the flooding happened, and how they had to then put their animals and birds into Did safety. Did you say the flooding from way back No, when? from two weeks ago. <laughs> it feels like way back when. So maggots, I was Noah's Ark. maggots and everything that you're reporting is well, the bird happened in the past. They say. And the tethering eagle, happened in the past two weeks. So, well, so I think speed is probably in your animal, interest to make space yeah, <laughs> from eagle that encounters. The animal, that this particular eagle was brought in in a terrible condition because that is what this place does. It, it helps rescue animals. So maybe this is absolutely valid that the eagle was brought in with maggots and a broken uh, wing and that they are busy healing it. The SPCA is saying something different. I don't know where the truth lies. Who are you going to believe? Ghostbusters? I mean, Who are you going to call? Okay. Oh. I, 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 I trust the SPCA. I, I do too. But, you know, you know, if people want to go look at Eagle Encounters Facebook page, you'll see a whole... Um, they're saying that they're using legally permitted falconry methods, which includes tethering. It's crucial to the responsible rehabilitation of birds of prey. It's permitted by Cape Nature. I don't know enough. Of, I know nothing about eagles and tethering them. Somebody does. Somebody writes, I'm so glad to hear Eagles Encounters is being investigated. I've okay. had severe reservations after visiting there. They say that tethering doesn't hurt. Um, doesn't hurt them because they are used to it, but neglect to mention that being in pain is not the only oh, kind of suffering, terrible. and that can be inflicted on an animal that is born for flight and freedom. Uh, somebody, somebody's views.
on matters. Sure. But there's the, a lot of comments on the posts, both on the on the SBCA Facebook post and on um, Eagle Encounters. And there's, as we were just saying, as you said, there are two very different views here. And I think uh, Speed, Speed will also come up with One their truth, sort of and truth maybe we'll get a response, better maybe. understanding of the things at play. Yeah, yeah, it will absolutely. be interesting to hear from one of them what, what is actually going on. Okay. I decided to end with a, an odd, eccentric, but quite sweet story out of the UK. And this is about a pensioner with impaired vision. Um, she's actually referred to in the one image as the one-eyed... <laughs> pensioner who has traveled with her pony, her 13-year-old horse pony, and I'm getting that wrong, and her beloved little Jack Russell, who's 10, in a saddlebag on the pony 600 miles, and she's 82 years old. Bless she's got one socks. eye. It's just adorable. It's beautiful. Um, she's got this like kind of chunky-looking pony called Diamond um, that she's had since 19. 19- 72 and her dog Dinky and she literally has an eye patch on and a helmet and she's sitting on her pony with the doggy in his saddlebag and her various bags of stuff and she's traveling through the Scottish Highlands with her horse and dog and she talks about her journey um, and a number of articles online. She received an exceptional achievement award from the British Horse Society, actually. And she has a tent where she takes refuge in at night. And I was thinking about my life, you know. I'm sort of so stressed. Not so stressed. But I do think about, like, I've reached a certain age and, you know, what's ahead of you. And then I look at... The galloping granny. I look at Jane. And Jane Dotchen. And the galloping granny. And I go, she's got one eye. And she is living her best life with her horse and her dog. And she's making it happen for herself. I put that in your pipe I, and I'm smoke I'm serious. It. I've got to rethink my, yeah, my, my future. Yeah. I think sometimes Go we Jane. just kind of... We put limits on ourselves. But it's also not complex. Yeah. I mean, she's basically from Hexham in the UK. She's a pensioner. Hexham. She, yeah. So she's not on a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> she used to run a riding school So she's a horsey person um, But now there she goes She's living off grid uh, Working with uh, Worked you know um, Yeah she's just doing her thing I think it's Adorable. probably fair To uh, share another uh, okay, view. view On this particular matter The head of the SBCA has a massive ego Aye. Euthanizes at the drop of a hat. Closed down a bird rescue center in Pinelands that devastated the people running the center. Okay. Dogs as put down while dogs as put down while people are still trying to find foster's homes. I know there are people that have pretty strong views on the SBCA's policy, and their policy is essentially quality of life. Mm. And I and I and I, I understand that as a pragmatic yeah. response. Well, I think euthanasia, if it's done in its true sense, is to put. An animal out of suffering. Yeah. Quality like, of life is yeah. important. Whereas, you know, and I'm I'm not talking about the SBCA now, but you know, I obviously have a lot of criticisms about the way the baboon situation is handled, and that there are times that they have taken baboons that were healthy, and they're not the SBCA. I'm saying the decision has been made yeah. by Cape Nature and permits have been to to remove an animal and then 
have them I, I killed because they were a raiding a raiding male or so I think these terms are not always used properly yeah um, but, but I would love to know I would love to know what's going on here at Eagles Encounters I would love what to see what Spears to say yeah. about it the SBC has to say about it there are such strong views again like with all these things we talk about, such strong views on both sides. But, but I think we've we got to be pragmatic about yeah. about pets as well. The fact of the matter is that there are far too many pets on the streets and well, far too few loving like, homes to take Yeah, them. but then things like sterilization of animals is essential. Which and is that is what the SPCA, door, dog, tears, a lot of the rescue organizations, they do. That is what you give, often giving donating money for so that sterilization can be done for free yeah. by people who don't have necessarily have the money so that your cats and dogs are not going to give... Uh, yeah, so, so in an ideal time. world, we wouldn't be standing for euthanasia, essentially, but this is not an ideal world. No, what is the best response? It. And I think that's where our answer should reside at this moment in time.